All right, welcome back to the Radical Fabulatorium. I'm your host, John Adamian, and I'm now sitting in the booth with Hillary Ladd. Hillary Ladd. Hi. How's it going, Hillary? I'm great. How are you doing? Pretty good. So that was Bill Withers' lovely day. Yeah. I've been told that's how you start every day. Yeah. Yeah. Unless my daughter wakes up before me, in that case, it's... When will my life begin? From Tangled by Mandy Moore. Oh, okay. I don't <laughs> yeah. think I'm not familiar. Which is with a good that. one too, you know. But. Okay, is that more like uh, <laughs> you know, like uh, help me out a little bit kind of song, or what's? Uh, it's like she's stuck in a tower. It's Rapunzel. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So that's how it feels like when you're. <laughs> that's yeah. hilarious. So I'm a little thrown off because you're early, and usually I'm used to musicians being like super, you know, kind of behind behind yeah. schedule. And like I said, it's only because I'm a mom and I had to leave at a, an appropriate time to avoid the total bedtime meltdown to yeah. get here, you know. Yes. Yeah. And buffer it. And buffer it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's kind of like a local FM joke that people get lost trying to find the I know. And I knew it was going to happen. And then I opened my email yeah. and you were like, just in case you need it. And I was like, oh my gosh, and I need was. it. Hi. <laughs> so just in case Catherine's listening from last week, she doesn't have to feel bad anymore. No, you're fine. Yeah. But you could have warmed me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm supposed to say hi to you from a couple folks. Oh, please. Yeah. Uh, my buddy, Kurt. Kurt Goddard. Oh. Yeah. He yeah. says hi. Hi. You know him? Yeah. Okay. From a long time ago. Awesome. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> we went to uh, school together okay. way, way, way back. Yeah. And uh, Adam. Adam Washburn. Oh, yeah. I saw him. I heard him playing at the market this morning. Oh, cool. And I was like, is that Adam Washburn? I haven't heard him singing in so long. That's, it was really nice. That's awesome. Because so Adam, I met him through my other job at a retail store, just part time. <laughs> And then last week, I was when Catherine was here. She said he'd she had worked with him on one of her latest songs. Oh, awesome! So he, he's popping up everywhere. Good. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, he seems like a really nice guy. He is. Yeah, yeah. maybe he'll come in here some night. Mm. Yeah, I don't see why not. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, you've got some new tunes coming out. I do. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that first? Or yeah, let's yeah. do it. Okay. I'm, I'm really excited about them. They're they're songs from my show that debuted last May at the Imperial, and so to me, they're quite old songs and the first half of the songs that were released only happened to be in that precise chunk of music because they were the songs that had choreography in the show okay and so i used the track Mm -hmm. to be able to sing and dance at the same time okay um and so it ended up being a dance album essentially right (laughs) and so this one just by process of elimination is like the ballads and the mm-hmm. more angsty songs. Okay. And so it is also like a whole different vibe, which mm-hmm. is interesting. So you're talking about uh, part two. Yeah. Breast e- Milk and Tears part two. EP part two. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So it'll be like, uh, it, it, it's, is it cohesive with the first one, but it's just the diff- It's the ballads and, and angstier vibe on purpose? Or did that kind of unfold? It just kind of happened. They... Uh, Aaron Costello is my producer for all of them. Okay. But we started working on it. We did the first single like a couple years ago now, you know, and so it's really just natural. Both of us have grown so much as artists in the last few years as well. Just so the last few songs that we did just really came together in this really neat kind of early 90s R&B kind of way and it feels really cool Uh and like not at all what I intended, but I love it. I love it a lot. Very cool. Yeah. That's another name that keeps popping up is Aaron. Aaron, Aaron Costello. Costello. She's great. So she's great. How did that she every time I hear someone talk about her too, it seems like they've affect she's affected their yeah. process in some important way or in some way that seems to be meaningful. Well, I met her through the Music PEI's Canada Song Challenge mm-hmm. and I was paired up with a local PEI songwriter Nikki Gallant. Yeah, okay. And Aaron was um 
assigned as our producer. Mm -hmm. And what happened was the three of us just sat down and we just wrote together. Cool. And it was really nice. Mm -hmm. um, and some of the songs on Breast Milk and Tears Part 1 came out of that. Okay. Actually, one of them did. We wrote um, the song Not Apologizing that weekend or whatever, two weekends over okay. Zoom. Yep. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, it was during during those days. Mm, you know? Interesting. <laughs> and, uh, but when I said to somebody that I was working with Aaron, they were like, oh, she's like a song doctor. <laughs> a song doctor, yeah. A song doctor. Uh -huh. And she is. So that's, I think, that would be the, the most different thing about the songs that are coming out is that when I performed them live last year, mm -hmm. they were relatively untouched by her at that point. And now they've been to see the song doctor, okay. right? And yeah, so yeah. she's just like, mm, I feel like the melody here is like sitting a little bit too much in line with the chords. Like, I think you need to drop it here and then we mm -hmm. need to change this. And then you've already said this. So like, what, what else do you need to say in the yeah. second verse? It's like, she asks just really good questions. Yeah. And it's interesting having that objective opinion, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. And especially because she makes you feel really, like, safe and stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't uh -huh. make you feel like you're being picked apart, but just, like, made even better. Yeah. yeah. Well, I do feel like, a, I'm, I'm learning this, too, as I get older, that, like, a, a role of a producer is probably, like, a therapist, really. Oh, yeah. Like, that's really, really, really important. Yeah, absolutely. She's been with me through this whole process and through the whole process yeah and i yeah. feel like i've really like evolved as a human being through this process as well because i've gotten a lot more honest with myself about how i feel yeah yeah so do you as you get more honest do you find the music is more um <laughs> like uh believable or like does it, it means more to you i would imagine because you're you're feeling more honest well i think my music was always really honest but mm -hmm. in the olden days when i was a chamber folk artist i could get away with a lot more poetry sounding things that could flirt with the idea of having feelings about a thing okay but not be so direct as to like the whole world uh -huh. <laughs> you know okay. what i mean so um i i guess that when i started writing pop music after uh -huh. i became a mom mm -hmm. it was simply because of a time management you know, and so when you have like very little bit of time to say something, you just have to say it. You get to the mm. point. <laughs> so. so when you were doing the, you called the chamber folk. Chamber folk. I've never yeah. heard chamber combined with folk. Is that? I, I don't want to get anyway. Yeah, I want to ask. Um, uh, so do you think you were you, so because chamber folk involved more poetry, like you could hide behind the words yeah, and make it sound like absolutely. you? Absolutely. You were saying something deep, and really maybe you. I think I was, or, but I didn't have to be straightforward about it. Okay. Dance around You know? It. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. I could say it without thinking that anybody would really know what I was talking about. Uh-huh. Or they could make their own assumptions. And everybody does anyways. And so, like, you know, no matter how honest I am, everyone's still going to see it through their own lens. Yeah. Put yeah. their spin on it. Yeah. I still find that interesting, though. That's really fascinating. <laughs> Hiding behind, like, poetry a little bit. Oh, yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> and so, would that be with your, um, your act was, uh... Lad and, and lasses. lasses. Yeah. Okay, cool. So yeah, I actually I had heard you speaking about how um, going from that to the the pop direction, you felt your voice had changed, or like the the yeah. sound of everything, or yeah, like I'll make it. A, I'll make a when I heard. So I just so I didn't actually discover Lad and Lasses until recently, and then when I heard it, they're great songs. But I actually thought like the where your voice was sitting was kind of fighting with the other instruments. And I heard your pop music first. Oh, interesting. I, I, I hadn't heard the. I hadn't heard any of her folk that. work first. I love and I don't that. mean that in like like the songs were great, but just as an, I'm an audio engineer too, so mm -hmm. I kind of have that that brain going all the time. And then when I was like, uh, so it felt like a really great decision to go in the direction. Thank you. I think anyway, yeah, that you went. 
honestly, that was like a really like ego shifting moment for me, like deciding two weeks before going into the studio with Aaron for the first time to drop the whole song by a fifth. Mm -hmm. Whoa, wow. And it really grounded me in this whole other way. And I I was with a friend of mine and I mean, she was like, you just need to like sing from your uterus, okay? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, actually that makes a lot of sense. Interesting. But for me, like growing up in choir, always being the soprano, always being able to sing like the highest and the loudest, like that always felt like like a point of pride for me, you know? And I really have unpackaged that a little bit more and recognized that I can use my lower register and it's like, just as effective if not more Mm -hmm. and i don't know why you know it's just like a little bit of like teenage pride that was Mm -hmm. like left over into my 20s and then also a fear of my lower register not being as special okay you know not being as special yeah so is the soprano kind of like the lead guitar player of the vocal (laughs) world you know what i mean like everyone kind of wants to shred in soprano but really yeah maybe yeah yeah but i think what i've learned actually now is that everybody just wants to be able to belt and now i know how to do that because i sing from my uterus oh that's the key okay yeah so sorry you're never gonna be able to do it i was just about to say i'm toast (laughs) okay yeah i was taking vocal lessons for a while but now i understand why it wasn't going i actually have no idea um but you know (laughs) i'm sure you have other mechanisms to make that happen yeah i probably do i can we can probably i can grab some tones from somewhere else i guess Yeah. yeah Cool. So, are you? Uh, so, when you play, you're playing Area Five Hundred Six. I am in August. Yeah. So that's exciting. I am really excited about yeah, it. Yeah, that's really cool. They seem pretty good about supporting local, local yeah. bands. I thought that their rollout was really cool this year. Yeah. It made it all feel very like special and exciting. The way they kind of like revealed each. everything. Yeah yeah. 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 I love that system. It's when they're announcing the bands mm-hmm. one by one, and so I used to work at the Pulp Mill, and and when people were the day they were doing that, it was just like. In the break rooms, everyone was just staring at their phones, That's waiting. Awesome. So it was That's totally effective. good marketing. Yeah, right? yeah. And it feels authentic. Yeah, like it doesn't feel like uh, I was talking to Ray about that. That doesn't feel like they're doing it just for clicks or whatever. Like mm-hmm. the way they go about it feels really nice because there's local acts too, so it's connected to the community. Yeah, yeah. So I think I'm playing the same night as like Les Hôtels Dillard, and oh, nice. they're awesome. They mm-hmm. just killed it at like ECMA as well. This just recently. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Cool. Very cool. And the Blue Stones. The Blue Sheet Stones. Dogs. Yeah. Yeah, the Sheet Dogs. That's yeah. going to be good. Yeah. That's exciting. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. My buddies are playing with me, so it'll be fun. I'm, I'm pumped to just like play with my friends. Okay. Like yeah. in the in the band with you, yeah. you mean? Okay. So you yeah. won't be doing like the one, one person show? Well, no. Just because it's way more fun to play live mm-hmm. with people and I've only got half an hour, right? Yes, so, yes, okay. Yeah, so we're yeah. just gonna do like a full on just music Just thing. music. Yeah, but like cool. it'll be a spectacle. Yeah. Yeah, I got, a, a, I got a plan. You got a plan? Oh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> can you reveal any of it or no? It's top secret. I have a wig. You have a wig? And there's like gonna be purple sequins and gold fringe and you know, it's, it's good. Okay, it's good. Yeah. cool. It's a vibe. It'll be a vibe. That's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That's all I know so far. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just look at it every day. Yeah. And just waiting. Be like, hmm, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, do you want to throw it to a tune? Do you want to, uh, you want to listen yeah. to something? Let's do it. So you suggested Alanis Morissette song. Yeah. That made me extreme, really excited. I love Alanis. Yeah, I've she's been listening awesome. to Jagged Little Pill on repeat lately. Okay. Yeah. That's like a masterpiece, that album. It's so good. It's really good. It's so good. Yeah. And her, yeah. have you heard her newest album? Such no, pretty when forks you said that, I was like, I got, I got a new Alanis album to listen to. So good. 
It's really good. Awesome. <laughs> the production's awesome too. Um, so if my buddy, I want to throw this to my buddy Chris if he's listening. Mm-hmm. I really hope he's listening because we kind of have a kind of an Alanis Morissette thing going on. But nice. um, all right, so let's play that. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is um, all I really want, which is track one, right? Track one. Yeah, right from, off the bat from the masterpiece, uh, Jagged Little Bill. Here we go. All right, we are back, and that was Alanis Morissette, All I Really Want. Mm. I'm sitting here in the live booth with Hillary Ladd, and uh, yeah, we were both kind of, well, I mean, I was gushing over Alanis Morissette, I guess. <laughs> that's my go-to karaoke song. That's your go-to karaoke yeah. song? Okay, that's a good one. It's, I just love it. It yeah. just feels so cathartic. Uh-huh. Yeah, know? that whole album's kind of cathartic, really. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty punk rock. Yeah, it yeah. is. It's and super punk It rock. is, and the yeah. tones are interesting, and... Everything, like the production's really cool. Mm-hmm. Her voice is like incredible. It's strange. It's awesome. Yeah. And so you just got back from the ECMAs. I did, Let's yeah. Let's talk about that. Okay. So did you do some showcasing too? Like you performed? Um, I performed in a couple of restaurants at like partner venues. Cool. Um, and then I helped co-facilitate the peer-to-peer mentorship program. Oh, yeah. Which um, I we just kind of like gathered a couple of mentors from the industry to meet with both the rising star and breakout artists each morning. Okay. And um, just be able to have like a bit of Q&A cool. before going into all of their meetings and stuff. Yeah, yeah. help them interact and offer advice and that sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, answer questions. Yeah. That's awesome. And so that was fun. That was yeah. always fun. I, I really enjoy just like the networking coordination of that i've been going to the ecmas for the last seven years now so it just kind of feels like a big nice family reunion that's cool yeah just hanging out with old friends yeah yeah so i didn't have any meetings this year i was just like i'm just here to like do these like two things and then yeah yeah hang out just kind of enjoy it as much as you can yeah that's kind of like being on the road like my old band used to tour across the country bit and it was like uh, you'd run into your the old friends in the ta- in the cities you're playing and it was like yeah just kind of like finding running into family again yeah like old friends yeah and it was awesome and you were nominated for innovator of the year yeah artist yeah. innovator of the year yeah that's super cool i thought that was really cool that's too. Really cool yeah so how what's the criteria for that like that's just based on how you were managing your entire career or what like the product you put out I think, um, I mean, <laughs> it was like this thing that my friend Robin, who who directed Breast Milk and Tears, the stage production, okay. she like had written in like just a few minutes, you know, one of those like just brilliant brain blurts of information. Okay. And it was, re- yeah, it was, like, it was to do with my teamwork building and like team building and collaboration and employment of other artists and people in the like media industry. Um, yeah. And that I was just able to like put together a really solid plan and pitch it to Canada Council and they were like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Sounds like you can probably do it. That's awesome. <laughs> so I did. Yeah. Yeah. And we were talking off the air too, that one of the best things about getting a grant is you get to pay other, other people. people to help yeah. you out. And of course it's helping them too. Exactly. And a lot of times maybe they're your friends anyway and yeah. they're in that industry too. So yeah. it's kind of and like a little win-win situation for everyone. And we all know how busy we all are yeah. and how little money we all actually make. And so it's really, really nice when you get to like work with your friends and pay them for their real value. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No more uh, freebie, no more like friend freebies, you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Which is still fun and great, but it's, yeah. Yeah, it's so awesome being able to, to pay, pay people what they're worth. Yeah. Yeah, it feels great. It does feel great. Yeah. Yeah. I just... Um, Naomi Peters and I just recently shot a music video for my new single coming out in a couple weeks mm-hmm. called Shattered. And uh, it was really, really cool. Like her her boyfriend was in there with like, um, we shot it in the Sanctuary Theater where I work at Interaction. Okay. And he had like a drone oh, cool. <laughs> flying in around the in there. Yeah, because yeah, it's so tall in there, right? Okay, cool. Um, 
anyways, it was very cool footage, and I'm very excited to share it. That's, and that's coming out in in a couple weeks. Couple weeks, yeah, two weeks, I think. Cool. Yeah, the video and the single. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've got the song here. Okay. So um, we'll play it at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's really evolved since the show too. Like this show was at like the top of the second act, just on the electric guitar, like very angsty. Okay. And then I went in the studio with Aaron, and it like turned into this just like mellow, hip bopping, weird <laughs> Robin meets Brandy kind of. Okay. <laughs> feeling. Brandy, Robin meets Brandy. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. Robin, the pop, the pop act yeah. Robin. That's fantastic. Yeah. So okay. <laughs> and then we um, finally got around to recording vocals last November, and we got to use Joel Plaskett's studio. Oh, cool. And it was just beautiful in there, and they have such great microphones and yeah. beautiful little buffer you can make yourself a little nook you know cool. and and uh, and again this was like another kind of like ego busting moment for me because now i'm not singing high mm-hmm. and i'm not singing loud and mm-hmm. i'm like okay what i'm singing low and quiet how on earth can i possibly still be of like value of value <laughs> right yeah so but do you think you're just were you were you were you maybe scared because you're going to be more vulnerable yeah, yeah absolutely absolutely yeah but, but really, it's all about vulnerability, It right? is, yeah. yeah. So it's good. It's, but that's scary. It doesn't mean it's not scary. It's terrifying. Yeah. yeah. But something... I mean, if it's truthful and honest, it, it you know, it's it's going to be good anyway, I think. But facing that vulnerability, I think, probably stops a lot of people. Like, it's frightening. It is frightening. And, like, through my whole life, I've always been in positions where I was like constantly just sharing my truth or whatever I (laughs) what do you mean like oversharing um like yeah yeah I was definitely like an overshare for a minute but it was like also mm, okay Cole's notes I grew up like very like granola Anglican on the west coast my mom's an Anglican minister Mm -hmm. lovely lady like the kind of Christian who sends handmade cloths to rape victims in Rwanda mm-hmm. okay. you know yes and then yes. very serious right those wow. that's the good kind yeah and then I think my ultimate rebellion was probably becoming a super conservative Christian when I was 17 until I was 27 okay okay yep. <laughs> and so during that time the thing that you do is like you share your testimony right and you like share all of the terrible things that have happened in your life okay and then how it's all better now <laughs> okay and so I kind of like was rehearsed mm-hmm. at like sharing my life's traumas with people in this way. Okay. And even if you didn't know them so well. Yeah. Okay. Like in front of crowds. In front. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or even if even one on one as a tool for evangelizing, essentially. Evangelizing. Okay. Right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so do you think you did not expect this to go at this? I no, told I'm... someone recently about that part of my life, and they were uh-huh. like. No, really? well, what? not really. Well, so it makes me. I want to ask, like, so do you? Do you think that was instilled as a like? Were you using that as a form of manipulation? Absolutely. But maybe not even realizing it, or were you consciously? I think when you're so deep into it mm-hmm. that you believe it's so true, it seems like the wrong thing not to convince people to believe what you believe too. Ah, right. Okay. To a certain extent. Mm-hmm. And. When I got out on the other side of that, because I was a worship leader for a long time, mm-hmm. I sang and played all of the songs at church, and okay. 
And I always felt uncomfortable because I always felt like I was manipulating people's emotions. Okay. Because music is very powerful. Okay. Enter it. Okay. Yeah. So the religious message combined with music. Yeah. So it was even, you f- it would make it even more manipulative. You Absolutely. Think? It felt that way for okay. me. I was like, I was really uncomfortable with it towards the end. Okay. And so you were feeling uncomfortable, yeah. but you were doing something that was supposed to be really positive. Yeah. Okay. So that sounds like a tug of war for sure. Well, then I had to like, decide to like leave my husband and my job and my home all in the same day because I didn't know how else to like. It was all interwe- interwoven yeah. in the, re- the religious yeah. experience. Yeah. Yeah, that's heavy. No kidding, right? Yeah. So I had some stuff to unpackage and then like very quickly became a mother and then, you know, that's very all consuming mm-hmm. as well. So mm-hmm. yeah. That's, yeah. That, so I was listening to a podcast recently with an um, uh, author named Sam Harris He's like a spiritual kind of neuroscience author. Okay. And he was uh, he was talking to, a, or a woman was asking him who had, she'd come from a religious background and became an atheist, kind of based off some of his spiritual teachings. So he's like an atheist, but he believes in like kind of the, uh, like the mindfulness kind of spiritual. Mindfulness is for real. Yeah. yeah. It can change your life for sure. Absolutely. Slow everything down. Yeah. But she was actually, she was asking him a question and she was in tears and I didn't quite get it until she said like, when she was religious, wars and like children dying and those kind of things happening it was like the bigger plan so you know maybe they were, they were going to heaven or it was all part of god's plan but then when she really when she switched to atheism she couldn't deal with the grief of senseless death and se- senseless violence yeah. if there's no other place if there's no good if there's reason, no other for, reason it. for it yeah so she was in her it's like so becoming an atheist was like supposedly good for her but at the same time she had no idea how to deal with this intense grief that she would just pass off to being God's plan. Yeah. And I had never even thought for a second. It's like uh, a whole other trauma, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was, I was just really needing some absolutes in my life at that point. Mm -hmm. And it it totally saved my life. Like I was a really depressed teenager and becoming a Christian, like really fully saved my life. And so Mm -hmm. I'm super grateful for it in that regard. And then I'm also super grateful for being able to pull myself out of the depths of Mm -hmm. that belief system and like emerge as myself yeah and realize that i've always been myself mm-hmm. it's just that i've always had the same insecurities too right and i've mm-hmm. like dealt with them in different ways yeah so well the religious experiences was just a bridge to get yeah. from your depression to your true self true i think self. so yeah. yeah it really did bring me through yeah you know because when you were depressed were you kind of like a loner like all alone or did you have a group of friends or and then or because I'm, I'm i did i did, did have okay. a group of friends and the problem was that we kind of like all started dropping off like flies, you know, there was like a lot of suicides happening. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. that's tough. Yeah. And I had been one of those who had attempted and survived. And mm-hmm. then my best friend didn't. And that really you know, shook me. So how old would you have been? I was 15 and he was 14. And then like a few months later, another good friend of mine also committed suicide and it was so it was just like bam 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 it was all like very so then all of a sudden i just yeah needed an out well i mean at that age too that might just shut your i mean that's trauma for sure so you just kind of like disassociate a little bit i imagine yeah Yeah, you're just like (laughs) absolutely yeah 
Absolutely. Yeah, that's tough. Well, I'm glad you didn't. Uh, I'm glad you made the choice to Thank you you. Know, stick around. Yeah. yeah. I've dealt with suicidal ideation myself um, recently, really. So I had to make a pretty big career change. Yeah. I was working at the pulp mill, and I I went from a musician to the pulp mill to back to being involved in the scene. And I didn't know. I I didn't really know. I I didn't really have a choice. Like it wasn't until I was at another job for a few years and totally disconnected from. Art, art, being an artist. Yeah. Until I realized that it wasn't really a choice. I had to come back to it in some form. I felt the same way in motherhood. Like the first two years, I had two kids in two years. So mm-hmm. that's yeah, that's a that's really a lot real quick. A lot. Yeah. And then like the day that my maternity leave, my second maternity leave was supposed to be over, mm-hmm. uh, was the day that all the schools shut down for COVID. And so oh, wow. my maternity leave just like never ended. Uh-huh. <laughs> and oh, wow. And by that point, I was like, well, I probably just have to be an online mompreneur now. Mompreneur? Okay. Yeah, mompreneur. (laughs) I probably just have to be a mompreneur now. And I leaned in really hard. Uh, I was going to help everybody declutter their lives, man. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Anyways. um, And then I was also becoming suicidal again because uh-huh. I was like, this is crazy. I got to make art. Yeah, you got to make art. I got to make it's art. It's not a choice. No. I find that's, I did not expect that either. Like I was, I wasn't really looking, f- like to, I didn't like to, for it not to be a choice is so strange. And I feel like it's hard to explain that to people. Like yeah, when it's not a choice. It's not. It's part of your identity. Yeah. Like your whole embodiment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am... Um, I don't know if you've heard of the book The Artist's Way by Julie Cameron. I haven't. It's kind of like a 12-step program for unblocking creativity, essentially. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, It's been around for a long time. I'm on my third round through it. Sweet. My second time doing it with a group of people. So I'm like... Oh, cool. We're on week eight or nine right now. And uh, it really is just like... There's so many different little lies that we collect over time that convince us that anything that we do that is a reflection of what brings us joy mm-hmm. is wrong. <laughs> like joy, if you're feeling joy, it's, you should feel shame connected to it. Yeah. Or it's a waste of time or it's not productive. Uh-huh. Um, but the thing about being an artist is that you have to just play. Yeah. And so you have to be allowed to just play. Mm-hmm. But if you don't like recognize your own value as a creator, mm-hmm. then you can't let yourself create. And mm-hmm. then what do you do? So, okay. And so <laughs> when you are playing or creating, like, so are you, are you actively fighting that in the moment? Do you find like, so sometimes I will like work on an idea for 15 minutes and it's like original idea, but then all of a sudden I can hear the, the critique voice yeah, and you're like the voice and it's almost like, then you start making more changes and you real and like an hour <laughs> goes by and you realize what you did in the first 15 minutes was the thing to keep. And everything else was like you were thinking about what other people were going to think about the first 15 mm-hmm. minutes or something like that. Absolutely. Yeah. I've really like gotten to know that voice uh-huh. really well over the last few years. And now, aside from this week, and I, I'm realizing it's just because I'm really tired and mm-hmm. trying to be really gentle with myself. Um, but generally speaking, that voice isn't so mean to me anymore. That's nice. Yeah, it yeah. is really nice. Yeah. <laughs> like, it did call me names earlier today, and I was like, yo, yeah, we don't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, you shut that down. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, that's the ego, for sure, right? Right? And that's yeah. why I said my ego keeps on, like, crushing all of these blows for me to just be able to, like, be a more genuine version of myself without 
all of the fear of like whether I'm good enough or whether people are going to like it or Mm -hmm. what, you know, it's, and I'm realizing that it's just about me. Yeah. I just have to do it for me so that I can stay alive. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I mean, that's, I completely agree. Yeah. And, um, another, so the same person, Sam Harris, another thing he used, I, I would hear him say is that like when I was getting introduced to mindfulness, he would say, you're not your thoughts. And it took me a long time to be like, you're not your thoughts. What does that mean? I didn't quite, like, what do you mean? But then I've had a few of those moments where, like, your mind just goes completely blank or you've able to tell your ego to just stop talking. And then you realize, wow, you really are more than that voice in your head. Mm-hmm. But to try to get that across to other people, it's another thing where it's kind of like... Well, you just can only ever experience it for yourself, yeah. right? So do, you, do you think you have to go down in the depths to get there? Or do you think you can get there? God, I don't know. Like, I hope not, but... Because... I have only like scraped the surface of my depths with you and I already told you about my <laughs> evangelicalism <laughs> and my teenage and adult suicide uh-huh, ideation. So <laughs> like I don't know. I think yeah, I think probably you do have to really experience your hardship mm-hmm. in order to experience presence. Yeah. And every time I end up in pain, whether it's physical or emotional I always recognize that it's an opportunity for me to slow down. Mm. Yeah. And do you do something in that moment to like, do you have like a breathing exercise or anything you do? Yeah. I do like box breathing, you know, I do a lot of yoga. Okay. And by a lot, I mean like I'll do yoga like seven minutes most days. Okay. You know, like a daily practice. Yeah. Cool. Um, but I also like work with the advanced performance company, um, at interaction. And so I'm like, doing vocal warm-ups with my students a few times a week and yeah another thing i'll do is like tapping you know um oh yeah it's like there's like a sequence on your like face and whatever and it like reduces your cortisol oh cool yeah okay so if you're feeling anxious or anxiety yeah yeah and only if i can convince myself that i have anything to do with lowering my anxiety you know what i mean okay sometimes when you're in that situation you can't do anything. You just got to ride it out. Yeah. Okay. So I, <laughs> sometimes I have really intense panic attacks. Yeah. Have you ever had a panic attack? I almost had one this morning at the Queen Square Farmers Oh, really? Market. I was out like, in public. this is so many people. Yeah. That's the worst place to have them in public. Yeah. And then I just bought my kids whatever they wanted. And we ended up eating dessert for breakfast. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. It was fine. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I find panic attacks fascinating just because like what you're talking about, the cortisol and all that stuff. And then when you know it's gushing through your veins, sometimes you just have to like accept it yeah. and just like deal with the, the terror and ride it out. Yeah. Like, I, I think I finally understand how affirmations are supposed to work and okay. like a not, it doesn't make me cringe anymore. Like, like thinking of like a, like, like the, I was saying a positive saying affirmation, something right? Positive. Yeah. 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 Cause, cause I realized that it's really just a way of like saying that the opposite of what you believe to be true. Like, so I, I, for a long time believed that I shouldn't make jokes because I'm not funny. And it's because someone told me I shouldn't make jokes and I'm not funny. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so someone, when you were like eight, <laughs> No, someone no, okay. when I was like twenty five. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> um, I was hoping we could dig up some more. I know. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> no <I'm just> <laughs> but it's like if I realize that that's just a voice that somebody said mm-hmm. out of their own insecurity, probably. Yeah, probably. Probably 
because recently I've been on fire. Everyone's been telling me I'm hilarious. And yeah. I'm like, yes. I mean, I'm laughing and smiling Thank over you. here. So. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but like, if I can say like an affirmation is like, I have a great sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Like that's all it needs to be. Yeah. Just practice. It's like a self care. Yeah, yeah, it is. Just be like, remember Hillary, you have a great sense of humor. More people have told you that you're funny yeah. than not funny. Mm-hmm. It really was just that one a-hole who said you were not funny yeah and he was just scared so yeah really it's fine yeah and that's an interesting interesting growth trajectory for a lot of people i find but even just facing that is scary like you have to admit to yourself all these things and it's just so strange it's exhausting yeah. to be honest yeah mm-hmm. i could use a break from the work from the work yeah <laughs> just, just like go do like a meditation retreat for like 90 days rather than that i'd love for someone to take my children for about 72 hours so i can catch up on rupaul's drag race in order to skip the dishes oh yeah yeah 72 hours yeah i don't think that's asking too much that doesn't that seems reasonable (laughs) it's gotta be some in-laws somewhere yeah yeah like you can you know i was just at the ecma so they already helped oh okay (laughs) you You know double dip yeah yeah okay that's awesome well um Let's say thanks to your in-laws then. For, thanks, Nana and Granddad. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. I, I don't know who you are, but I I bet you're super nice and awesome. They are super nice and awesome. Um, how about we play your new single that's coming out? Yeah, that's. Do you ever want a sneak peek? Yeah. Would this be considered a sneak this peek? This is a sneak peek. I'm okay. excited. Awesome. Shattered. So just give me a second here while I click a few buttons. Yeah. So yeah, we'll play Shattered. And um, do you want to tell a story? Is there any story connected to the song? I mean, there must be. Or would you rather keep it uh, open for interpretation? I think it's really open for interpretation. It was just a moment of pain. And then, you know, when you feel pain and then like all of the pain in your life compounds into the one pain, you know. Like it blurs into the the main topic of the pain? Yeah. So it kind of like builds on itself? Mm -hmm. Like a snowball? Yes. That's what this one's about? That's what this one's (laughs) about. (laughs) Shattered. Until the snowball turns into an ice cube and then it shatters and then it hits the wall and yeah, shatters because i threw it at the wall <laughs> okay you're throwing the but you're okay i, I pictured being the ball oh well like, maybe i pick i don't know so then i pictured rolling down the hill smashing yeah. in like i'm now shattered into pieces yeah but to but to recover you have to be like t1000 melt it down and come back together oh yeah just like and become a birth chemical of, yeah uh, <laughs> what are we talking about? Uh, <laughs> a chemical reaction? Yeah, we're talking physical about reaction, uh, molten, physical reaction. Yeah, puddles of yeah, 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 po- yeah. Uh, puddles of molten <laughs> molten metal. Okay, this song is called Just Shattered. Like there yeah, we go. Shattered, and the, you're, you have an album release for yes. this for the, the the album that this song will be on. Yeah, July first. July first at Wasted Day. No, Five no. and Dime. Five and Dime. Yeah, my apologies. That's all right. There's there's more places to play. What now. a great, great problem to have, right? I can't keep track of the venues. <laughs> awesome. And that's with uh, Sunny Side Uppers. Yes. Or is it Upper? Sunny Side Uppers. Uppers. Oh, I put you on the spot. I don't know. Ryan Brown. Ryan Brown. July first. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll talk about it again after the song. Okay. Here's Shattered. All right, that was Shattered by Hillary Ladd. Sneak peek. Yeah. That was awesome. Thank you. So I really like that song. You do like it? Yeah. That's good. I'm glad you like it. I'm glad you like it. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so glad I like it, too. <laughs> so uh, I made a little note here about the reverb on your voice. Oh, yeah. That is the, that is the reverb I like to hear. Nice. So it's a little, like, it's, it's a little tucked back in the mix a little bit there. Mm-hmm. But I noticed, too, in the bridge, like, whoever's, whoever mixed this, the album, they pulled out, they, like, ditched all the reverb in the, in the bridge. 
And then it comes back. Yeah. So we uh, for this stuff. project because Aaron just got a promotion to uh, producer of the East Coast Music Hour. Okay. Yeah. At CBC, and so she's okay. like. She was too busy. We were like, the reason why we were in Joel's studio was because they were moving while she was like transitioning to this new job. So she didn't have her whole studio was torn apart when I was in town. Okay, cool. And then she like hired her friend Sarah in Toronto to mix it. Yeah. And then we got Christian Montoro in Toronto to master it. Okay. And um, it was really cool to cool. just hear it through these other people's ears, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Their interpretation, basically, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. mixing is uh, is kind of an art of itself, right? Yeah. And, like... And we just did so many random backup vocals, and I just, like, left it all with them. Oh, like, nice. You know? They got to choose, yeah. like, interpret it objectively. Yeah. That's really cool. I've never so, met these people. <laughs> you never... Okay, so yeah. there must be some anxiety behind in that. Were you, no. Or you were totally comfortable just handing it, it off? I like I'm really good at delegating. Okay. And because I've recognized for myself, like actually like in that mompreneur moment of my life, like mm-hmm. I, I had to end up cutting myself off from social media entirely. Okay. Like cold turkey. Yeah. Like April eighth, twenty twenty. I haven't been cold using turkey. social media. Wow. Um because it was again influencing that voice in my head. You know, it uh-huh. took me months to stop thinking in instagram captions and that is crazy <laughs> that's some crazy stuff right you're just getting tired of saying lincoln bio oh man i don't know because it's been three years now so <laughs> okay <laughs> i just celebrated my third anniversary <laughs> yeah. it's like sobriety that's it is, congratulations it is, yeah. yeah and so i can look now without getting sucked in or having any like oh cool yeah which is nice okay but um that's a feat congrats yeah. that's tough yeah considering that they're designed like slot machines like <laughs> designed by it's i'm not saying i don't have other like random apps that i don't look at like Uh i'm an addict you know what i mean but um but at least it's not the way that i'm like trying to earn a living yeah it's not the way that i'm trying to earn any kind of validation Mm -hmm. yeah the validation one is is uh like i could see how you could earn a living if you could stay disconnected like using it to promote yeah, well, that's something? the thing. I, I still have to ask somebody else to do that for me. Yeah. I can't do it. Well, the validation is like... So I started doing that a little bit here once I started working here part-time. And I was excited to just learn... I like learning about anything, really. So I was kind of excited to learn about how to do this, quote-unquote, properly. Yeah. But I find, I find myself getting sucked into the the validation. Uh, yeah. You know, the, they're like... Well, and I don't... It's just... I don't like it, but it, it it's kind of part of the job, too. So... Yeah, I totally get that. Yeah. But, like, in handing off my project to other people and, like, seeing it through other people's lenses, like, every time that I've collaborated with somebody, everything I've done has gotten better Mm -hmm. over and over, over the last few years, you know? So, I have no fears of, like... And I also really trust my gut. Yeah. You know, like, and I went with Aaron's recommendations. Okay. And, like, I, you know, like... Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I still got final say, you know? Like, it's not... But, um... Well, that's the power of being a good delegator. Is yeah. You, you, you choose who you work with. Exactly. And you kind of want to be around people that you would, are um, in some way more skilled than you or like have Absolutely. experience to give you, right? Yeah. Like you don't really want to be the smartest person in the room. I hate being the smartest person. Yeah. <laughs> that's way too common. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel pretty dumb right now. So. <laughs> no, you don't. I'm just kidding. Don't. I know. I'm, I feel really smart. Good. Yeah. You should feel okay. smart. Um, that, that was going to segue into something. <laughs> I lost it. That's fine. That's okay. Um, it's fine. Cool. Okay. So, um, I heard you used to play music in prisons. 
<laughs> yeah. Is that true? That is true. Can you tell me, like, what was that all about? Well, that was part of my Christian days. Oh, okay. Yeah. And my, I, I moved to New Brunswick to go to Bible college. In Sussex? No. Oh. There's this tiny little Bible college on Mountain View Avenue. Here in the city? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. And, um... In my third year, I was doing a like an internship in the Miramichi uh, with the chaplaincy program there, okay. and so I would go in to prisons and, or to like Renouse and play mm-hmm. guitar and have coffee and talk to people. Cool. And um, yeah, and like that was kind of always my area of interest. I was really into the social justice side of it all. I was really into like feeding the hungry and mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, and so yeah that obviously like i've always played i've always had this like i've been reflecting on this recently just like that whole time of my life and just recognizing that having the muscle memory of performing in front of people all the time yeah is beneficial regardless of the circumstance really okay yeah cool because for me, it still is like adding to those 10,000 hours of this skill that I'm gaining more and more expertise on, right? Okay, gotcha. So when I decided I was going to be a decluttering guru mm-hmm. at the age of like 31 or whatever, my mom was like, are you sure you've been doing music for much longer? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's great. My yeah. mom convinced me to be a musician. Be a musician. Thanks, mom. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day, mom. Yeah, that's good yeah. advice. Right? Yeah. Well, yes, you I'm could, grateful for that. You could, pull, you could pull like a big comfy couch and do like... Do you remember that show? By any chance? They had the 10-second tidy? Absolutely. That's music and decluttering. Well, maybe it wasn't decluttering. (laughs) They were just kind of showing. They were just shoving it (laughs) in the couch. I think they were just... Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. I think they were just doing what most of us do and shoving shoving it out of view. Yeah. Out of sight. We we all do it. That's what the drawers are for. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. But, I don't know. I feel like that has a lot of parallels with our emotions, you know? (laughs) The way we... Whether we're... Oh, yeah? Yeah, Okay. Because it's mindfulness, right? Yeah. Well, the thing, I mean, the things are there in your in your life, so they have to be on your mind somewhere. Yeah. I swear they all have, like, a time value to them. Every single piece of thing. A time value? Has a time value attached to it. I think you're right, because you gotta pay, you pay for them. Yeah. And you change your time, you exchange your time for money. Yeah. And then it also requires a certain number of minutes to maintain, mm. to care for, to mm-hmm. use, to, like, put in another place, to put yeah. in another place. <laughs> I was talking about that with my friend, uh, friends the other day, other day, and we were talking about how, and the worst form of extra stuff is when it's connected to an unfinished project. That's the worst oh, yeah. form of stuff. Like whether it's like, because it's a reminder. Oh, it's just there. Yeah, whether yeah. it's like anything at all, it's like it's one thing to just have stuff, but if it's connected to an unfinished project. Yeah. But you know what? Feels- I recently painted with the crusty old paints that I've been lugging around for like 10 years. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You finally got to use them? I finally used them the that's other day, and I loved, I felt great about it. You so, did? Okay. Yeah. So, you did, yeah, that's, that's congratulations. You know, so yeah. thank you. Yeah. I've been staring at that paint for <laughs> so long and lagging it from place to place. That's awesome. Yeah, I finally I mean, used it. I'm glad to hear that. Thank you. Because it's better than if you're like 85 and you still have them yeah. unused. I really hope I would have thrown them out by then. Yeah. Yeah. But you never know. You never know. You never know. That's what kind of worries me. I don't want to have a bunch of stuff when I'm in my 80s. Yeah. But, you know, we don't have to go down that road. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of opinions on that. but we don't have About to. collecting stuff? Well, you want to do it as a career, so right? I, can, I yeah. can imagine. Yeah. The joy of cleaning up? Is that? No, no. The jo- tidying? The joy of tidying? I don't know. Marie Kondo? Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. She had some 
she had some good tips. Yeah, I didn't read that book, but no, I liked the Netflix series too. It was cute. Oh, they did Netflix. Yeah, series? well, and you can. People just love watching other people organize things. Yeah, you know? I guess so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's probably people that just live stream that all day on YouTube and <laughs> oh Twitch and God. stuff. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, I really. I just would rather watch RuPaul's Drag Race on repeat now these RuPaul's days. Drag Race? RuPaul's Drag Race. Okay. I'm not hip to that either. Oh, you're going to love it. Yeah. Uh, it's like a, just a bunch of drag queens. Um, oh, like, I was picturing cars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. Oh, you said RuPaul. RuPaul. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I, I don't know what I heard. Like, it's my hope to be able to do a death drop by the time I'm 40. A death drop? Yeah. What's Which is like, a, you jump and you land in the splits. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's part of choreography. Okay. Yeah. Why Why the time you're 40? So is it, it takes years to build up to it? I don't or? know how to do the splits yet, and I'm 36, so... Oh, okay. I just started an adult beginner ballet class, though. Oh, wow. So, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Man, learning stuff, like, learning new skills as you get older is... It's almost... Do you like it better? or So people associate learning with being young, right? Yeah, they do. And I just started learning drums like two years ago. That's awesome. And I couldn't even, I could barely like do anything. And now I'm sitting there like just jamming. I'm still like, kind of hard on myself, but I'm like, wait a minute. Like You're I can't, even, can't even believe this is happening. Yeah. But I met tons of people that say it's too late to do this, no, too late to do that. It's never too late. And that's why I'm like, it's not too late for me to be a ballerina. It's that's, not too late for me to be able to do the splits. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. No, but I'm just giving myself a, a lengthy timeline because that gives me peace of mind. Yeah. So I figure four years. Four years? Four I years. See. Yeah. Yeah, I should be able to do it. Cool. Yeah. It's good to, uh, you know, you don't want to overestimate what you can no. done in a short period of time. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I've realized through executing this like larger scale project of mm -hmm. Breast Milk and Tears, it's oh. just that everything takes a really long time. Yeah. And nothing ever happens in the timing that you think it's going to, but you can't stop making plans because you just have to have a draft and mm -hmm. then you make another draft and then you make another draft. And mm -hmm. So it's more like really embracing failure as stepping stones to success. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that. Embracing failure. Embracing failure. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh, well, that didn't work. Guess I'll yeah. try this. Oh, that didn't work. Learn a skill. And, yeah, yeah. You always learn so many lessons when you fail. <laughs> yeah. But it's failing scary, too. If I don't, like, have you ever felt, have you ever dealt with, like, perfectionism? Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Just recently becoming less and less yeah. of a perfectionist. Okay, you're whittling, you're whittling it down. I am. Um, but I don't know. I think I'm just becoming more quick to overcome the fear. Okay. Yeah and recognizing that you just have to do it anyway. So just, like doing is the the way to overcome perfectionism. Just do it. You just do it. Just stop procrastinating. So uh, yeah, like I've heard per perfectionism really is kind of a form of procrastination. Yeah. Because it's giving you an excuse to not finish. Exactly. Or to not do. Yeah. So when I was like, I'm going to write a stage production. Yeah. <laughs> and I really was just like, it's going to be like cabaret. Like I can totally just sit there and play at the grand piano and make all, I can sell this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, and then I realized that it wasn't that. And that was really scary because like what it really was closer to was like a Beyonce concert that I wanted to put on. And that's okay. really scary. Mm -hmm. But you know, I just like hired a choreographer and had it and hired a director and yeah. <laughs> hired a music producer and, you know, like I yeah. just assembled the team. I just assembled the team. Yeah. Cause I was sitting there looking at people who were doing stadium shows. Yeah. And I'm like, nobody did that for them. Mm -hmm. Like they don't get to just show up. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, yeah, there's a lot of work involved. Like, absolutely. What are they doing to make all of this happen? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, well, they're probably practicing their choreography every day. Yeah. You know, and so I just started wearing a leotard every day. Okay. And I would show up at work, and I'm lucky because we have a dance studio at work. Nice. And I, so I would go to the dance studio, and I would rehearse my choreography, you know, and by every day, I mean a few times a week. Sure. But, like, that's yeah. as close as I could get. Yeah. You know, every day I would try to remember to do it, and even if I didn't, I would get there the next day, you okay. know? Okay, yeah. yeah. That's the perfectionism. Yes, Undoing it. Undoing yeah, it. Yeah, undoing it. Allowing yourself to cut yourself some slack. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not really about how many times you've done it. It's whether mm -hmm. or not you're going to do it now. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. In the moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. that, and, and, you know, that's a, it's a common, I wish, I, if I if I wanted to sound smart, I could look it up, but I won't. But there's a common <laughs> fallacy where people underestimate how much they, they overestimate how much they can get done in a short amount of time and yeah. greatly underestimate how much they can get done in like a medium or long Long well, amount of time. that was the thing that really disappeared with motherhood, right? Because mm -hmm. all of a sudden, I would literally have like five minutes to myself. Ah, oh, okay. And I'm like, what am I going to do in five minutes? What mm -hmm. can I do in five minutes? Mm -hmm. And so I would have this like little list of like shuffling like things that I would love to do. And I'm like, what's the thing that I can do in 10 minutes? Oh, okay, here, I'm going to do this thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't have time to think about it. I just have time to do it. You just have time to do yeah. it. Yeah. And it was mostly just writing. I was like, I needed to write a script, right? So mm -hmm. I just... I just did it. Had to do it. It might even be beneficial to do it in small chunks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three pages a day is really all it takes. Hmm. Interesting. You can accumulate a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I remember Jerry Seinfeld would he would say he'd hang a calendar like a a year mm -hmm. calendar on the wall. Okay. And he would write every day and like put an X on the day that he wrote, even if it was just like one sentence. Yeah. And he would just tell himself, "Don't break the chain." So just every day, That's just so have smart. a reason to just to X. So when you look up at the wall, you're like. Yeah. I wrote every single day. Maybe only five days produced his set, but he did it every day, even if it was just a couple sentences. It's a practice. Yeah. Of just trusting that, like, a thing is going to come out. Yeah. The yeah. muse. Summoning mm -hmm. the muse. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's really cool. Well, it's part of the Artist Way program, too. Like, it's basically oh, yeah? got, like, two practices in it, and one is morning pages, which is, like, three hands long. Three oh, hands. Three pages three long. Three pages long. Hand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, of like free flowing yeah, thought kind of like yeah and like don't look back don't wow. look at it you know it's just like a priming of the pump ah i like that now do you do it handwritten or can it be computer is it like i like do it handwritten for handwritten. the most part but yeah. like sometimes like if you know sometimes it just ends up being in a note on my phone and i'm just like, just <laughs> like I'm just getting it, it all out and yeah. like for me a lot of the time that's where my songwriting comes from because i'm just like getting out all of my like honest thoughts about how I actually feel and usually it's like I'm annoyed yeah right usually, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah sorry song girl. lyrics yeah sorry <laughs> that, so this reminds me again of a songwriter uh, a piece of advice a songwriter gave me years ago he was working in Nashville I think he still does but um, he did the thing in Sussex and there's all these songwriters there. And he was, someone asked him like, what, what can I focus on to break into as a songwriter, not as a performer, to be a songwriter? And he said, um, start writing happy songs because the artists who, the, the, the songs that the artist writes that will make it on the record are the sad ones. And so if you want to be a songwriter in Nashville or something, you need to write happy songs. Oh my God, and you could true. see the, the look at everyone's demand. face like, what? <laughs> like, I got to write songs about, you know, going out partying and driving and stuff. And it was just this funny little moment where it's like everyone got like a little bit crushed, I think. <laughs> yeah. You mean I don't get to have a cathartic release? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, the artist gets that. That's why they're like the two songs that they wrote are the ballads, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I always thought that was Bummer. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. 
So is there anything else you want to? What do we got here? Nine, wow, time flew. Time flew by. I'm glad you oh came in. I'm glad you showed up early. Yeah, me too. We got to chat a little we just longer. Were chatting away. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. Shatters coming out in a couple mm-hmm. weeks yep. with the music video that Naomi shot, which is so cool. I'm really excited. I look, I look, I look good. Cool. You look, I look good. good. I look awesome. Good. <laughs> That's good. Um, Confidence. And then there's another song coming out a couple weeks after that. Headphones on. Headphones. Which is a real banger. It's like a total earworm. Okay. I'm really excited to okay. share that one with the world. It's also very like brandy kind of vibe. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, very. What, what was that song? The boy's mine. The boy's mine. Yes. Yeah. Actually. Monica. So. We ha- we're, we're planning on shooting a music video for it, and the Boy Is Mine music video is like our reference oh, for it. It's awesome. so good. I'm so excited. <laughs> so we got Brandy, we got Monica, we got Robin. Yeah, and Alanis. Alanis. Yeah, my other big, big influence would be like Gwen Stefani. Oh, yeah, she's yeah. awesome. She's crazy mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, so that's wicked. That's like from my childhood, you know, like yeah. that's like. So on yeah. YouTube, you can look up their. Um, much music intimate and interactive set and it's like right when tragic kingdom was coming out i love that album man the performance because they're playing everything a little they're still in their kind of punk rock mode yeah and they're they're playing the songs a little fast and it's much like old school much music so everyone's just around them you know like right side by side yeah and it's like an hour-long performance it's out there on youtube it's really it's really really cool yeah yeah she's a gangster she is yeah. yeah and she has like continued to evolve in like this beautiful authentic way yeah for that. sure that's yeah so i'm not even i wasn't even a fan of all her solo music but you could tell by her presentation and like she would she was doing it artistically yeah and so like that's uh i mean that's there's tons of respect there and creativity so mm-hmm. even if you don't enjoy it, you can respect the creativity when you can sense yeah. that you know whether someone's even if you don't technically enjoy what they're putting out there you can sense whether it's authentic i think anyway but i think so too what do i know <laughs> I mean, you're here talking about music all yeah, the time. I'm, I'm sure you, well, you have a skilled opinion, I would say. I also have control over the microphone. That so. is true. Yeah. And then, yeah, Ryan Brown, Sunset yes. Uppers, and I are going to play at Five and Dime on I'm Canada Day. On Canada I know. Day, July 1st. We're telling you now, yep. so you can make your Canada Day plans, doubleheader. What, what time do you think the show will start? Uh, 10, 10 until 11.45. Okay. Because they got a DJ starting at midnight. Nice, to, yeah. to bring in the party. Yeah, for the, uh, and so we can load out before they uh, get going. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so July 1st, Five and Dime mm-hmm. at uh, 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. Awesome. Okay, and we're going to play, I have uh, Go Cray. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So why don't we why don't we end the show on that? That sounds great. It's a good it's a good track. And is there a story behind that track? <laughs> yeah. Well, I load Actually, it up? this one is like very specifically about my experience in, with social media. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I see. So it drove you crazy? It did. Yeah. It drove me crazy. <laughs> it drives us all crazy. <laughs> I uh, so I there <laughs> There's a podcast. Anyway, I, I kind of started learning. I, I, yeah, I started to read about social media, and it, the way it was first developed got really disturbed me. Like yeah. the whole slot machine thing. Oh and yeah, couldn't do it. I, I just can't, can't get behind it. Yeah. I even had like this moral dilemma about posting anything on it and using it at all. And then I was like, whatever, Hillary, you're not going to save the world like that. You can still tell people about your music. Yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah, you can use it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It really comes down to the validation and making sure it's not making you angry. Yeah, well, that's why I hire other people mm. to do it. Yeah. And that is a beautiful thing. That's a nice thing to do. And then I give yeah. other people jobs. I'm an employer, guys. That's right. Job yeah. creator. Job creator. Yes. Artist so, innovator. Artist innovator, <laughs> job creator. Yeah, yeah. Super smart. Thank you. All right, cool.
All right, let's listen to Go Cray. Go Cray, here we go. Go Cray to Go Cray. All right, that was Go Cray by Mm -hmm. Hilary Ladd. And that was the clean version. Yeah, I I for sure sent the clean version to CBC, and I don't Mm -hmm. know what happened, but they did not play it. So there I was dropping an F-bomb on information. (laughs) (laughs) You probably woke everyone up. Sorry. Yeah, that's okay. Well, that doesn't sound like it's your fault. That's true. Yeah, that's true. They didn't listen, obviously. Yeah, they didn't. Um, they didn't verify. It was only one. There's in my other songs that are not clean. There uh-huh. are many, many yeah. f bombs. Uh-huh. So <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, there is. Yes, I do remember hearing them. I do remember. <laughs> yeah, which so, is you know. Yeah, I mean you know that's an expression. Yeah, it's yeah. a word. It's effective. Yeah, it means a lot. It does mean powerful. Lots of things. Powerful when used appropriately. Yes. yes. So it, well, that song was playing. We were. Ta- I wish we had a little bit more time because we were talking about kind of like. Uh, women coming into their own and how like I'm a man and I can't real I like want to respect it and appreciate it but I'll, I'm, I'm a man so I'll never actually understand how it feels to uh, like empower yourself but like we were talking about light yeah yeah I feel like I was scared to release this like sexier music mm-hmm. and now this music that I'm writing now is even more sexy and that's just I don't know what it is about being 36 but it's a good year yeah um but i it's scary to to be seen in that light when it's not like when it can be just like something that people take the wrong way or whatever like i don't know Mm -hmm. but i think that what gives me hope is that the way that it feels like this generation is going is that everyone is very much more open about their their own sexuality and their own just like wanting to express themselves in whatever ways yeah. makes them feel good. What and makes so them feel comfortable. I'm hoping that that makes us, you know, <laughs> 30, 36 year olds, 40, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, like yeah. us older folks feel a little bit more liberated. Too. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm on board as an old man myself. So yeah. as an 85er. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we are officially out of time. We're running into the next show, actually. It was actually, really, so, really nice yeah. to talk to you. Yeah, today. it was really great talking yeah. to you, too. Um, you'll have to come back again sometime. I'd love to. Yeah. I'd love to. And uh, maybe I'll see you uh, on July 1st at Five and Dime with Sunnyside Upper. Yeah. All right. It's going to be a really good show. Yeah. Thanks, Hillary. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Bye.